On October 23, 2021, El Paso will have their walk to end Alzheimer's at La Vina Winery. If you want to get your team set up, visit act.alz.org and select the walk to end Alzheimer's. You can also visit our Facebook page, Alzheimer's Association El Paso Group. It is a public group on Facebook and it will keep everybody up to date with all the things that we are doing. On November 6th, we'll be having a community forum at Three Missions Brewery, 10179 Socorro Road. Down in Socorro, we'll have guest speakers. And of course, we also will be taking fundraisers and donations as well as we try to grow the impact of the Alzheimer's Association in West Texas. To set up your own personal fundraiser and turn your hobby into a fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association, visit act.alz.org and select The Longest Day. Welcome back to another Sun City Stories. There was a little bit of a hiatus. You got to take care of your mental health and take those breaks every now and again. But we are back and I am glad to have Texas Terry joining me on today's episode. We're going to be talking about some of the stuff that she has going on. She's a, a, an amazing artist here in the El Paso area from El Paso as well. She's teaching people how to how to how to paint and do all kinds of amazing things. We kind of talk about her background, what got her into the arts, how she was a teacher, homeschooling, things of that nature, all of that cool stuff. She also has an event going on with our friends over at Three Missions Brewery. It is called Paints and Pints. Great name, Paints and Pints. And it's going to be uh, on October 13th. And Texas Terry will be showing people how to how to paint all kinds of things and bring out the artist in themselves. And of course, we recorded this with our friends over at Undisputed Craft House. Every single Dallas Cowboys game at Undisputed Craft House, they have dedicated that as a watch party for the Dallas Cowboys and a fundraiser for the longest day with the Alzheimer's Association. So check them out. Every single Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, at Undisputed Craft House, 1881, Saul Kleinfeld. There's drink specials, there's food specials, and of course, free shots after every single Dallas Cowboys touchdown. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. Texas Terry and I at Undisputed Craft House talking about the upcoming paints and pints. I'm assuming you went to school, got like an art degree, all that stuff, where you just like one day decided, I'm gonna start drawing and let's see how this goes kind of in the middle of that. So I always um, loved drawing and, and painting and everything artistic, and but I didn't study it. Um, I had, uh, my godmother's an artist, and so she would teach me, she taught me oils when I was like 10. And, uh, but nothing super formal. And then, you know, I did for a little while, I was a little girl, and then uh, nothing, I was always afraid. I was afraid to take a class and... Um, well, was it because of like, you didn't want to get judged or yes. you were too, like, you're just scared of being judged too harshly? Yes. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, I never thought I was good enough or that I could compare to other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I just did it. I always did it on my own, but I always had this need to create um, I got into writing and so I got my, I did go to college and got my degree in journalism and creative writing. And then, uh, and then I started teaching, which I always loved also. And so 
I do you want me to go on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, because I can just talk. Uh, I got married, homeschooled my kids, and uh, taught them. And then I ended up starting a homeschool group here in El Paso, like the largest one here. And because my kids needed things to do and friends. Um, and with that, I started doing classes for the other kids, writing, journalism, things like that. And, and then I started doing art classes because I really just wanted to do that. And I could never, it was very hard for me to paint when I had little kids. They, you know, it's just a distraction. Yeah. And so, but once they got older, um, I thought, okay, I can do it now. And so I had classes at my house and, and then I went to a couple of um, like paint and sit things where you go and, mm -hmm. and 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 I liked it but I, there were things about it that were not my favorite thing mm -hmm. and I thought I could do this I think I could really do this and, and so I thought about it for like I don't know five years <laughs> and then I finally decided that I was gonna get into this and then COVID hit mm -hmm. and so that was I had to put a, a pause on that and so I did paint kits and sold a lot of that um, last year during the holidays. Do you find like El Paso has like a really big artistic community? Cause like I, I drive around and I see like all the murals, I see like, you know, different things. Um, people like you, you just come across them and they're like painting or, or drawing or doing I anything like that. I do, I think there is. I mean, you, you look around, um, especially like you go into certain little areas and, and it's very artsy and um, I love it. I love going to like, these little street fairs and and people are selling their their arts and crafts and um, yeah murals and I love I used to do photography also and, and I would take a lot of pictures of other murals and things like that. So. I assume that came from like your background in journalism going to school for that. Yeah, I I took photography when I was in journalism and fell in love with that and uh, and especially like you know developing and, and that kind of thing as well. My son now does that also. Is that kind of cool, like where you see your kids like they pick take up. on your personality mm -hmm. and like the stuff that you like to do? Because mm -hmm. like I feel like my kid, he's, he's just nine now, right? Yeah. Like my oldest one and like my youngest one I feel like is going to be just like me, which is not a good thing. But <laughs> I, I feel like my young, my oldest one is just going to be like the exact opposite of me. Because he, he doesn't care too much about the things that I like. And he like he's his own little like free spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm wondering how I'm gonna deal with that because I would have no clue. <laughs> yeah, you know, kids have their own personality. They're never exactly even if they are something like us, they're not exactly. They are made up of that other person yeah. that made them. <laughs> and so I see I see both and I have two boys and I see a little bit of me and my husband in both of them. Um, and we're always like, That's you. <laughs> the good stuff is me, but that one, that's you. <laughs> I, I own the... So, both of them have this terrible... And, like, you having a background in teaching, you would hate this about me. I never did homework mm -hmm. because they didn't value homework. Like, 10%, I can still get a 90. Mm -hmm. right? like that's, that's always the way that I looked at it. So, I never did homework, and teachers always thought that I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. But you were calling me, get it right. Yeah. They do the exact same thing. And I could see the frustration and like the teachers whenever they tell me like, well, we think that they're not paying attention. Yeah, but, but... see, so you would like me as a teacher. I don't care about. I'm like, I don't care. I, I was that. I was not like 
uh, an exempl exemplary student. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a good student. I, you know, I didn't get in trouble, and I was, but I, I just sort of faded in the background. I always felt like, yeah. and uh, the, I was never good at um, retaining details. So, like what you're saying, that's how my sons are, and my husband too. They didn't take notes. I, I took classes in, at UTEP with my husband and it would just drive me crazy because he would just sit there and listen and I would be diligently writing everything, trying to m remember everything and memorize it and, and then we would take the test and he would just read over his book or, you know, whatever. And then he would always beat me on the grade and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. But I was better at writing and so, you know, we just, we have our strengths and weaknesses. My wife and I took uh, French at UTEP mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn French. Mm -hmm. And she would get so frustrated because, again, I don't take notes, I don't mm -hmm. do any of that stuff. Um, and I would be like the first one to finish the test, like I was always that guy, like I yeah. didn't care about any of that. <laughs> 90s and above each time. Yeah. And she would study and study yeah. and like last one out of the classroom. Yeah. 89. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would just exactly. annoy her. That was, that was me. <laughs> So you're from El Paso, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, what part of El Paso are you from? I grew up in the same area that I that I am, am mm -hmm. now. Uh, I actually grew up, I went to Burgess High School, um, and then now I, I'm just like two blocks away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So right there, and like it used to be called East El Paso, but it's no longer. Oh, so it's more central East. now. It's more central, but I would say maybe they call it. East Central or something. Like I mean, the way it's growing, it might as well just be the West Side. Like, it's, <laughs> I know. This place it's is crazy. expanding. It is crazy. Um, you kind of mentioned like being a teacher and doing like all that stuff. And then you mentioned that you decided to homeschool. Mm -hmm. What was it that made you decide like, I want to go homeschool? Because I don't hear that a lot from teachers that they want to homeschool their no, kids. No, you'd be surprised. But um, I was not a... Uh, I didn't teach in the public schools. But that was... But not just... It was just... Because I wanted to stay home with my kids, and I got, I we started having kids as soon as we got married, and uh, my we didn't plan on homeschooling, and actually I have I come from a long line of public school teachers, mm -hmm. and my older son who is now a public school teacher, um, he did not fit in the public school cookie cutter that they needed and this started very young preschool kinder um so i kept him in public till second grade until i was like this is just awful for him and uh, he was miserable and he's super smart uh, but teachers didn't know what to do with him he didn't connect with the kids well and so uh, a lot of divine intervention coming in and and try it just try it just try it. i was like oh because I didn't think I could. Mm -hmm. I, I knew I, you know, I could teach. I like teaching, but it feels different when it's your own child. It's like doing homework. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't get him to do his homework assignments, and uh, I thought, well, there's no way I could do it. But I, it came down to the point that I had to try something, and so that was when we did, and it was like night and day. His behavior, um, everything improved. He advanced really fast, and and then my younger son, um, we would have maybe considered putting him in public school, but he was born with uh, 
a birth defect mm. and he had liver problems and so they didn't want him to fall mm-hmm. <laughs> or get hurt and so I was really protective and so we kept him home um, also which they both they both enjoyed it and mm. that's why I started a group to get them involved with other kids I don't want them to be isolated and um, so they took classes and they had friends and a, a really actually active social life so it was a lot of fun I've always been intrigued by that because I was homeschooled for my third grade year. Okay. Um, I'm left-handed, and it was in that time where, like... They tried to fix you? Yeah. <laughs> they tried to make me write with my right hand, and they are like, oh, he's, you know, mentally handicapped. He can't write. And I was like, come on. Like, you just taped a pencil to my hand. What do you think's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And my parents were kind of upset with that because they thought that I was somewhat smart. Yeah. And whenever I got homeschooled, like I, I remember always thinking about that, like as an option, because my kid is both of them super smart, like mm-hmm. really quick. But I didn't enroll them in the normal school districts. Like I had them at the Idea Public Schools, just mm-hmm. because I felt like the curriculum was better for what they wanted, or what I wanted them to do. Um, what would you tell someone that's kind of like on the fence of wanting to either a put them in school, put their children in like a normal public school? Or maybe even try homeschooling because I was always I always worried about like that social integration with kids. Well, the social part is is the usually the first thing that people ask, um, and you know that's what they're concerned about. And I would say if it is something that you feel drawn to for your kids, do it knowing that as a parent you're taking on the responsibility of not only their education but their social development and so and I don't I don't think they're very different Um, the socialization that they they get from public school is going to be different than private or not private but uh, homeschooling because it is a more controlled environment parents are involved Um, so we had like when they were teens um, I did a a teen group where all the parents would take turns hosting some sort of fun event every month or something like that every couple weeks I don't remember and uh, and I mean we had a lot of kids and they had a lot of fun I had big parties at my house you know food music dancing we had DJs all this stuff and it was it was a blast and I didn't have we didn't have any issues like behavioral problems or things like that for the most part um but you know parents are there and the kids are comfortable with it so when you're homeschooled you get used to your parents being there i was mortified to be with my parents when i was there was i was like drop me off here and i'll walk three blocks to get i'm like i don't need you walking me in you know i just and then i think that oh my gosh how silly you know the whole thing was ridiculous Mm -hmm. everybody has parents but when you're when your main influence is your peers, then your parents are not your main influence. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference when when you homeschool, the biggest influence is gonna be your parents. And that's, that's an awesome thing, you know? And so, and it doesn't mean that you can't be an influence with your kids in public school, but just looking at the time that you spend with your kids, most of the time they're in school. Mm-hmm. And then you see them you know, after school, maybe dinner time, they go to bed. It's, it's leading, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. I mean, as, 
as a parent with, you know, I was public schooled. And, and so I know that for me, my peers were the biggest mm-hmm. important thing. But like I say, I, I think I would not say that public school is bad. Um, it definitely has its benefits. And if you can, if, if you're considering it, I would just say, make sure that you have the ability and the willingness to put the time and effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, because it's work. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's hard. It's a little bit of stress. Uh, you know, I say a little bit, but because you worry that you're not doing enough, you're not doing it right, you're going to suffer in some way, um, which is pretty much not true. If you're concerned about it, then you're probably doing an okay job. Um, and there's a lot of support also. So if, if you do decide to homeschool, uh, get in with another group or more than one group so you can get support as a parent so your kids can have friends. Um, there's classes they take with other kids, homeschool kids. I put my kids when they were in, co- in high school, I put them in uh, dual credits at community college. So they started getting that feel because they hadn't really been in a class, a true class, you know. Um, and so that was a good experience for them. So I don't think they lacked in anything. Um, they might have lacked in science because <laughs> I'm not good with that. But they made up for it. So they're both, you know, science majors. So, I mean, they obviously have something to like good in their yeah. head with science. They can, they can understand it. I would not, for the life of me, understand it's, it. I think you just have that kind of propensity for something, and, mm-hmm. and you're there. And maybe they had to do some, play some catch-up, mm-hmm. but it's not my thing. But it was their thing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I didn't completely neglect it. But I kind of left it like, here, do this book. <laughs> you can do that. Not my thing. So early on, you had mentioned like your—I don't want to call it a fear, but kind of like the mental block of like actually putting your artwork out there. Mm-hmm. What what made you change? Because that's that's a huge hurdle for people to get over. Um, <clears throat> I think as I as I got older, one thing, and I still I still feel insecure. Mm-hmm. Always, always. And I don't know if that ever really goes away. But um, I started thinking, you know, why not? I mean, I, I see what people do on Facebook and whatever. And, you know, mine's different than theirs. It's not supposed to be the same. Why not try? And uh, when I, I think my baby step was teaching um, some homeschool students at my house and uh, but theirs was more like more traditional art classes not like what I do now Um, and I think that probably gave me a little more confidence in being able to do it Um, and then I just got tired of of sitting around and (laughs) wanting to do something you know, um, so I thought, no, I'm just going to try it. And there's no, I, I guess the art thing took some courage, but starting the business didn't because I, I did that also. Like I started a tutoring business and a consulting business. And so you had like a background in it. Yeah. Not a great background. <laughs> Don't think that I was super successful at all, but I tutored for a long time. And so then I started when I was homeschooling my kids, I would do that on the side and to make Whenever you do these uh, 
what, what would you call would you call it like a class because you, you did one at three missions brewery great place over there casa ortiz uh where everyone was doing the harvest moon right um whenever you do those classes i'm just going to call it a class sure. for lack of a better term what made you say okay now i want to like try to pass this knowledge on are you still super nervous whenever you do it or is i'm it not just... nervous at all when i do oh. it yeah that i think that's one of the and i i just told my husband this that i don't get nervous when i do the the classes we'll call it a paint party because mm -hmm. it's less of a of a I'm not teaching a lot of technique. There might be a little bit of technique here and there, but it's mostly, we're gonna have fun, um, and you're gonna get to take this cool thing home that you created and have this memory, and, and that's, that's my goal. My goal is for people to get away from their regular nine to five and, and express themselves creatively, have fun, relax, and it's, it should be, like going to a party. It's a social thing. I, I don't get nervous at all. And I don't know why. I'm maybe more a little jittery before, just trying to get everything together because it's a lot of supplies and yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, I need help. I'm like, my kids or my sister. But um, but then once I get started, no, it's, it feels comfortable. What was the, uh, or when is the next one? When, when are you doing another one? The next one is October 13th, which is a Wednesday also at Three Missions Brewery and at 6.30 p.m. So 6.30 p.m., October 13th, Three Missions Brewery. Um, what made you choose that location? Um, I was scrolling through the internet and saw, I guess I saw an ad for it and I love that area and actually I had taken pictures of it many years ago before it was, I don't even think it was being used for anything at the time. Um, and I recognize the building or that area, and I I really like that area. Mm. I just love El Paso. I love the history, and um, and so I thought I'll try them. And so I sent them a message on Facebook, and they didn't respond for a while. And so I thought, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> and then they finally did, and and so and and then it just felt right. Like everything seemed to fall into place, and so I'm really happy. Um, they've asked me to continue doing it there um, at least once if not twice a month and um, and really happy there. What was the turnout like for the first one that you did? It was a sellout. It was sold out. Um, the space is, is pretty limited and I actually bring in more tables and chairs just um, to fill it up a little bit more uh, and so I really couldn't have added any more so we, we have about 21 21 spaces for people. Well, was it like a late arriving crowd or whenever you put out like the invite and you know that you were it doing this? It took maybe like the first week, not really much of anything. And then like a week and a half before, then it started bumping up. And then the last couple of days before it was boom, boom, boom. And then I had to close it up. <laughs> and then I still was getting calls and, and I had a couple of people come in um, asking if there was space and I had to turn them down. So I'm hoping that we don't have people that arrive, you know, without having paid first because I have to prepare everything ahead of time. What's the preparation process like? Uh, the, the preparation, well, the main thing that, that I do that people like a lot is uh, pre-draw the candles. So 
it takes away the and I, I every time I have uh, a party, the people will come in and they're so relieved to see the drawing on the canvas. So that way they just are applying the paint. They're not having to worry about sketching things out and you know, even I mean for myself, I'll do something and it's like wow that my my hand does its own thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want it to be like this and it turns out something different. So it's really nice to have it already pre-sketched. So I do that. So that would be twenty. 21 um, canvases, not including my own, uh, to draw out, and uh, and then I have the paints. So they're most of the time they're paints that are. Uh, we are not doing a lot of mixing, so I have to get the right color paints because that also takes away the burden. The mixing paints is pretty technical, and so uh, sometimes. People have trouble getting the right colors, so I just if we want burnt orange, I buy burnt orange, and so I get all the specific paints for them, uh, and then just getting the right supplies. Brushes get worn out pretty fast, so I have to get new ones and that kind of thing. Who like your inspiration? Is there like an artist that inspired you like that certain type of style? Because like I always think back being a kid, I'm like Bob Ross. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, that's always going to be like everyone's guy, I think, is there someone true. like that. Uh, you know what? I, I can't say there's any one specific, but I grew up with Bob Ross. Mm -hmm. And I, when I think back when I was about 10, I was getting um, art lessons from my godmother. And I didn't realize it, but when I look at it now, it was very Bob Ross-like. And mm -hmm. it was oils also, which he does oil or did mm -hmm. oils. So, uh, I'm, I, you know, I love that. Mm -hmm. But... You know, I, I really am not, I can't say I love Frida Kahlo, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I look at art very, I don't know, just I, I can find interesting aspects of, from all different kinds of artists and I just love it all. You just kind of like mix it all in together. I don't think about it. I don't think, and I don't even know if I have a style. I look at my art and I'm like, what is this? Who knows? It's just me. And it's sort of also what I'm feeling at the time. So sometimes I will have things more realistic and sometimes more abstract or, uh, you know, just. And that's what, I guess that would have to be kind of like gratifying as well, right? Like if, if you just watch something come to life, you have nothing in mind of what you you know, like a certain style that you have to stick to because yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that, and that probably has to do with my, my personality because I can't. It's real hard for me to like pick something. Like I always tell my husband, the only reason why I don't have a tattoo is because I would never be able to make a decision on one, <laughs> and if I got it, I would regret it because I should have gotten a butterfly instead of a flower. I just, <laughs> I can't make a decision. So it's, I probably can't really define my style I don't I don't know if I have one I just I paint what I like and, yeah. and it comes out sometimes it comes out okay and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> many times it doesn't so that, that's what I was gonna ask next has there ever been a thing where like you put it together and like in your mind as you're doing it, you're like wow this is like looking really good yeah and you take a step back like what what have I done absolutely always but usually it's the other way so while I'm doing it um, and usually you know we're and I tell you know people this all the time when we're painting you need to take a step back and and look at it because when you're six eight inches away from it that's not how you're really going to look at your art you put it on the wall and you step back and you can see it 
with fresh eyes. I also take a picture of it and then I somehow see it better on my phone than this close. This close, you're seeing every little detail, but that's not really what you want to see. Um, if you if you look at, um, you know, I mean, most painters, you'll see, if you get up really close, it just looks like a big dotted mess, but you back up and you can see the whole picture. Um, and also, when you're about halfway through the painting process, it's not going to look good most of the time. It's probably going to look like a big mess. And that's when, when I was younger, I would just throw it away because I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, and I would literally get the canvas, throw it in the garbage can. This was before I realized I could just paint over it, you know, but I was so frustrated. I didn't care. I threw it away. Um, so don't judge your painting until you're finished with it. And and always take a step back and look at it. So it's usually better than what, what you realize it is. Um, once again, you have your event coming up on October 13th out at Three Missions Brewery, 6 p.m. Uh, you're trying to do them on Wednesdays. Yes. Uh, you have two in the month of October. Yes. The other one will be on the 27th. Let me check. <laughs> I better make sure before we put that down. It's the Wednesday before Halloween. Okay. So that is, yes, the 27th. Awesome. So we have the 13th and the 27th. Both will be at 6.30 p.m. But um, And we'll also have a food truck uh, there because they don't serve food. So it's a lot of fun. What should people expect whenever they go out there for, for these events with Texas Terry? <laughs> um, you'll you'll walk in and find a room with all the easels and the canvases, everything ready for you, uh, and uh, we'll get started. I do some uh, drawings for prizes, um, and that is fun. I'll take pictures and. And we paint and we have a good time. Mm -hmm. We have drinks and you can eat while you're painting and drink while you're painting. And uh, it's really relaxed. There's no stress. Uh, we, I'm not gonna, I try to kind of keep things going so it, we're not there for five hours because we can really get stuck on painting one little corner for two hours, mm -hmm. but we don't want to do that. Because yeah. people do have to go home eventually. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that, you know, People working there want to go home at some point, but I don't. So I try not to rush too much, but just kind of keep you at a pace. Okay, we're moving to the next step. So I'll take you step by step through the whole painting, and tell you, you know, what brush to use, what color. You can also change it up. So if you have more of a creative flair, you can do your own thing on it as well. And and then we finish up, and you get to take home your painting and have this cool memory. So if you're somebody like me, who like the last time I painted, like that wasn't a building or a wall, uh, was like with the water colors, you know, like okay. as a child. Okay. Um, do you have to have like a certain skill level? Is it a great like introduction to it or, or what no would that be No skill like? level, um, no experience at all do you need. Uh, if you have it, then that's usually when I'll say, you know, if you feel like you have more experience painting, you want to change something. Go right ahead. I mean, even if you don't have experience, you can change anything you want. But um, you don't have to have any experience, and you can just apply the paint as I tell you. If you're having trouble, I'll I walk around and I'll help you as you need. 
Um, and and these are, are, I try to make simple but interesting designs so that you would like actually like to put it on your wall mm -hmm. and um, and not nothing too complicated and so anybody can do it so if i went out there and like i just knocked it out of the park would you take it from me and try to sell it absolutely <laughs> absolutely i that's that's actually what i did not really <laughs> i switch i do a little bait and switch ah. here, here take this one <laughs> This one's a little better. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I, I, I love that idea. So, like, I, I told you before, this is, like, a whole new world to me because, like, I'm not a very artistic person. Um, I think even, like, my shape's driving. I see, like, just stick figures everywhere. Like, it, <laughs> it, it's the weirdest thing for me. Um, I'm a very, like, scientific, sure. geometrical, like, person, sure. right? So this is, like, a whole new world to me. And, like, I love learning about this type of stuff and like all the little events and stuff like that that you do uh if you could tell us one more time where your event is going to be how many are coming up okay and you're gonna you're gonna come right i, I <laughs> you are forcing me to i will be there i'm not gonna force you <laughs> but i think well, you would have fun it's okay. it's fun don't I, it's no pressure no pressure okay. um it is at three missions brewery and it's on october 13th is our next event at 6 30 p.m mm -hmm. And Three Missions Brewery is in Socorro, on Socorro Road, um, on the Mission Trail. It's a really wonderful building. I love it, love it, love it. See, that's down like my neck of the woods where I grew up, so mm -hmm. that is like home mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Uh, again, Three Missions Brewery down in Socorro with the multi-talented Texas <laughs> Terry. <laughs> hmm, okay. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Oh, your husband. Don't forget, we had a conversation. Oh. I think we were there for like an hour just chit-chatting. He talks. <laughs> He's a talker. So am I. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.